Hi, I'm Jeff Goodman and welcome to scubaverse.com. Today I'm speaking to Miranda Kristofnikov, TV and radio presenter, author and diver. Miranda, great to see you. How are you keeping? I'm good. It's a beautiful sunny day. I'm, uh, you know, sitting at home and it's, it's, things are fine, actually. Yeah, it's been a bit dry over the summer, as in I haven't really got very, very wet. I haven't done a oh. huge amount of anything, but um, yeah, hopefully things are going to pick back up. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Last time we worked together, you had um, two small children. <laughs> I guess they must be getting a bit bigger now a bit bigger yeah yeah so my youngest has just started at secondary school and my eldest has started her GCSE course so <laughs> I know you look at your children and suddenly you feel really old oh my um, goodness are, are you teaching them to dive yet uh so my eldest has qualified yeah wow. yeah a couple of years ago and that was just brilliant I mean they're both complete water babies they love being in the water and I think the the most difficult thing about that trip was the the frustration of the younger one who could only do his bubble maker so he was only really allowed to go down to two meters but every time the instructor let go of him to do something he'd shoot down to like six seven meters and then she'd go and grab his set and yank him back up to you know sort of wag her finger out him but um he's all lined up in fact I, I wanted to get him qualified over the summer because he's 11 now um but due to all sorts of regulations and everything that's going on it didn't happen but i'm might have might have an opportunity coming up before it gets too cold in this country but definitely i mean he's he's he he's being lined up to being qualified but so they, they both love spending time in the water whether it's free diving, snorkeling, or just swimming. Um, so it is a natural progression for them to follow suit and get trained. Yes, of course. What, what is the age for learning to dive now? So um, when you are eight, you can do a bubble maker program. And right. so both of them on their eighth birthday, um, yeah. friends around and we hired a local swimming pool and just, just to two meters, you can just play around with, with kit and just feel like a scuba diver because you can you're, you're breathing underwater um actually before then you can wear a set with a tiny little reg and and you can actually swim on the surface um so they both adapt them like the age of five um so i know and it's amazing actually but also for them, i think it's really important for them to feel that um, you know, even from an early age, the moment they can swim, they can actually learn to be a scuba diver, even if part of it's on the surface. And then there's this, obviously this um, gradation of, of depth. Um, you can't throw an eight-year-old <laughs> in the sea, you know, and expect them to dive. But they can start learning the skills and then you're planting the seed for them to think, right, you know, when I'm 11, yes, then I can be a Paddy Junior open water diver and I can dive down to 14 metres and, and it starts to get really exciting. So, um, and I think also if they're seeing their parents diving, then and they, they just want to do the same. And it's, it's great. I think I'm so excited that the kids are learning to do it. Um, and actually, you know, they have to do all the technical theory stuff just as we did. Um, so there's quite a lot of stuff for an 11 year old to take on board, actually, the, all the theory, um, but it's taught really well. My daughter had an amazing experience with really sympathetic divers and loved every minute of it. So Where was that? That was in Gozo. Right. Um, and it was, it was just great because um, the water was warmish. Um, uh, there's lots of life. It's really, it's quiet and calm there. Beautiful limestone formations. She, she went in a cave on her third or fourth dive. I mean, it Whoa. was swim throughs and a bit, but nice big 
beautiful arches, beautiful clear water, lots of lovely fish to see, octopus. Um, so they're so, so spoiled, you know, I sort of think <laughs> seaweed and a spider crab, you know, but... Um, Have I'm they so, dived in this country? Not yet, no. Right. In fact, my son may learn to dive um, in this country. We'll have to see. Um, right. I don't really feel uh, like I want to get on a plane and go anywhere at the moment. No, um, no. Uh, you know, even if somebody paid me to do it, I, I wouldn't do it. So I think we're, we're limited to what we can do here. So we're looking at um, local quarries and things like that for him uh, as a possibility before it gets too cold, but might have to wait till next year. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is so limited at the moment. It's such a shame. Um, you know, you've got a bit more time on your hands and you're looking for the things for the kids to do and then they can't do them. But No, I haven't been in very much this year at all. I mean, the occasional beach dive uh, early in the morning before holidaymakers get there. And, and that's yeah. it. That's only about twice, twice this summer. Yeah, I've actually done more scuba diving at the bottom of my pond at home. <laughs> my daughter had, she was, um, she had some friends over. So we've got, it's, oh, I say pond, it's a, it's a bit like a lake, but a lake sounds a bit pretentious, doesn't it? But, um, so we have a, a, a wildlife pond in the garden that we swim in and she was paddleboarding with some friends and she put her phone, mobile phone in an aqua pack and had tied it to the paddleboard and then all of a sudden it wasn't there. And she had no idea which bit of the pond that it had dropped in. And I, so we all started, you know, just free diving down to try and find this thing. Couldn't find it. So then we get the scuba gear on. I spent three hours at the bottom of the pond. Ah. On the <laughs> so couldn't find it. Yeah. And then my husband said, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go in. 30 minutes later, he comes out. And the, the phone has been at the bottom of the pond for two weeks. It's, uh, we open the aqua pack. It's absolutely bone dry. So <laughs> there's there somewhere. I was going to say, I have written to them. <laughs> <I've> said, <laughs> Perfect. Products are amazing. Two weeks in a, you know, in <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's the most diving that I've done really. <laughs> but you have, um, I was just looking at uh, your website. You've written a load of books. I've four, written a few. <laughs> four, five. Yeah. Four, four, four. in total. Yeah. Um, one about so, birds, but the other four are the other three about diving. They are. Well, they're about diving in the sea. So I did one on the best British beaches, which was quite a while ago. And I did one of quite a long time ago with Monty Halls um, about scuba diving generally. Um, and then the most recent one um, is all about the sea. So it's a children's book. It's very lavishly illustrated by this amazing lady who um, uh, just brings the underwater world alive, but with a lot of use of colour. So it's not all blue and green. Um, it's a lot of oranges and purples and yellows. And, and she, just, she just injects a lot of life into the underwater world. Um, so that's um, for sort of late primary, early secondary school children, talking about all the different habitats that we have uh, in the seas and oceans around the world. Um, so, and some little anecdotes from diving, but mostly a sort of celebration of the underwater world um, and, and all the different creatures that live in it and all the wonders of seaweed and uh, lugworms and orca and polar bears and, you know, right from the tiny, tiny to the, you know, magnificent. So it's all about inspiring children about the, the, the world that I love, the world that I, that, you know, I call my home. Yeah, absolutely. I was just watching um, uh, a film on Netflix. It's uh, The Octopus is My Teacher, Was My Teacher. 
I want to watch that. I was going to watch that the other night and then we ended up watching Suits. <laughs> it's, to... it, it's amazing. It's yeah. why I dive. It's, it's, it's such a well-made film. It's on Netflix. Do, have, do catch we'll it do, if you can. And you remind me about colours and things. I remember your favourite colour is purple. <laughs> I know if she if you see somebody in a purple dry suit that's me <laughs> so how I, I never see purple dry suits anywhere how did you get a purple dry suit um well O3 very kindly made me uh, a couple of dry suits for when I did direct detectives um and we were trying to inject a bit the first one was black yeah, everybody wears black and I didn't want to, I'm, I didn't wear black really. Uh, so I had a sort of turquoise and red one. Um, and then when I started doing Coast in the one show, I said, you know, can, can I have a, well, can you make me a, a, a purple one? Um, and they went to a great deal of trouble to get neoprene from the other side of the world, I think. And then I had to say, I said, actually, I do need two because as you know, you know, <laughs> things go wrong on boats and you, you know you, you get all your kit on and you know you jump in and you realize there's a hole somewhere and then you've got to do another second or third dive that day as well you don't want to be diving in a in a in a wet dry suit um so i have got two identical neoprene dry suits but apparently after i started doing filming work and it was broadcast then o3 started getting phone calls from people saying oh can we have purple but the purple's really hard to come by apparently so of course right. Probably a huge headache for them, but I'm <laughs> but they are very special. And I just, I don't know what it is about the colour purple, but my fins are purple, most of my kit's purple. It's just, I got married in purple. It's just oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so why not? Yeah, well, as I say, it's very identifiable. Certainly know it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. That's all right. No, don't worry. You just mentioned <laughs> phone, phone ringing. That was my phone. Sorry about that. I thought I turned it off, but I hadn't. There you go. So you're not travelling at the moment. Um, have you got... Uh... I'm not going anywhere at the moment. I can't yeah. really get my head around getting on a plane. Um, I don't really... I went into London at the weekend. That's about as far as... I, that's the first time on a train for six months. That was weird. Um, but and Paddington Station was eerily quiet at five o'clock on a Friday. That was a bit scary. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not flying anywhere at the moment. Um, I just... Yeah, I, I, I don't... Think it's safe so i'm gonna stay right. at home and okay. i'm really happy we had two amazing holidays in this country with the children um we went to scotland and we went to pembrokeshire spent a lot of time in water in both locations and um i think we can all just stop and enjoy what's on our doorstep a little bit more we have some really really beautiful countryside around this this country so why not just spend a bit more time here don't don't get on a plane don't yeah absolutely yeah yeah great so have you had time to plan any projects for when all this lockdown eases up well it's all a bit quiet on the filming front at the moment i think there's a lot of uncertainty in the media industry about i know there are people out there planning expeditions and filming trips but um most of my work has 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 dried up um over the summer i've done a few little local films um but as far as sort of big projects are concerned i think people are just worried about planning anything because there's so much uncertainty so yeah. I feel very much that life's on hold at the moment certainly filming projects are on hold um, so I'm doing a few things 
by myself I'm looking for different opportunities of using up a bit of spare time that I've got at the moment um, so uh, but it's all a, it's a weird weird time um, it's a little bit unsettling because I don't quite know where I'm going to be in six months time um, but say you just got to make the most of, of having a little bit of extra time um, so trying to do other projects so I'm doing um, things with the RSPB and Marine Conservation Society um, I'm just been asked by Paddy to be an ambassador. Um, so I've got to try and work out what that means and um, find ways of promoting diving, particularly UK diving, uh, as much as I can over the next few months. I think I'll get my kids involved in that, actually. I think there's a big, um, there's a big gap with children not being engaged in, in scuba diving, uh, particularly in the UK. Um, I think a lot of older divers are slightly worried that the younger generation aren't, aren't learning on training yes um, indeed to try and um tackle that one a little bit more and see if there are incentives that we can uh come across with in, in this country whether it's going into young to schools or scout groups or guide groups and things like that and trying to offer kids try dives and and just ways of engaging them with the marine world a little bit more um so there's i've got lots of i've got lots of thoughts and lots of plans um, and to say a little bit of time to maybe explore some different things before hopefully next year I think the filming will will settle down we'll, we'll find ways of coping with the situation that we're in at the moment and hopefully things will go back to normal a little bit more anyway. With conservation did how long have you been diving now? Since university so since I was 18. Okay so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Since that time to now, what, what have you noticed? What's been the most marked differences in, in the sea and marine life in those years? Well, huge differences. I'm sure you found the same. You know, yeah. if you, I remember going to Egypt and diving in the Red Sea when I was, God, yeah, so at university. So probably, I don't know, nearly 30 years ago. Um, and then you go back yeah 20 years later and just it all feels very different really I mean I think it just um without you know without talking about the negatives all the time I mean just d destruction of habitat and just fewer fewer things in the sea fewer sharks fewer fish um so so much more fishing going on um so much more pollution um, the amount of plastic, I mean, that's got to be one thing that has just mm -hmm. changed hugely. Um, and not just abroad, uh, you know, you notice it in this country. That's one thing I'm really um, trying to do something about, um, work with groups, who, who, great groups of divers who go and clean up the oceans. Um, you know, especially if, uh, if you, you can't do a load of diving at the moment, you can't go abroad, you know, why can't you maybe use your dives to, to try and do cleanups and, and get your dive club together to do a, like a cleanup dive. There's so much rubbish out there at the moment. Um, it's so depressing, you know, when you go on a beautiful dive, especially to a location that you know and love. And, you know, there's plastic bottles or fishing line, you know, just trailing everywhere. I mean, you and I did, did we do, we did a ghost fishing piece. We did, one. we did indeed, yeah. It was alarming. And you just, yeah. I think a big thing is you just don't see from the surface. So if you're not a diver, or you don't even, if you don't even snorkel, you sort of look out on the sea, you stand on the beach, 
beach looks fairly clean. You look out on the sea and you don't really see what's underneath. No. You put your head under the water and you see these vast swathes of, of nets that have just, they're just keeping on fishing mm. and they're just full of dead fish and all sorts of It is of horrible. It's really I so and I don't you know I don't know how we tackle that problem you know I think the, the the marine plastics obviously there are lots of things we can do to stop the plastics getting in the ocean in the first place and there are lots of cleanup operations big and small that we can do as well but things like ghost fishing I don't know I know there are companies out there on and organizations out there trying to retrieve it and make it into swimming costumes and all sorts of things but that is a yes massive... there are yeah so yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's depressing. I mean, it, yeah. So, so there are obviously changes. Um, yeah. And I don't think any of them I can really say are particularly positive. No, uh, it's a shame, but I know what you mean. But I can say that, you know, going back to when my daughter was learning to dive, you know, a big part of, of her training was they were always reminded to take a net back bag with them if you see any rubbish pick it up and often at the end of the dive I was, you know what did you see and instead of telling me about the fish and the octopus and the coral she'd say oh but look <laughs> look at my bag it's full <laughs> it's slightly sad but it is great that that generation are being taught how to clean up the oceans and really they can see what's going into the sea um, and hopefully can help do something to change you know stuff going in in the first place or stop going um, items going in the first place so you know there's a lot of positive messaging out there which is good and I'm an inherently positive person so I try as much as possible without being unrealistic to to think about um, the good things that are happening and the positive things that are 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 happening but it's sometimes it's pretty tough yeah no absolutely well it's it's a good way to be with i mean we notice it down here a lot uh, throughout the lockdown and the quiet period the beaches were amazing and fantastic and yeah. now after the summer there's there's masks uh, surfboards flippers bags barbecues just all left all over the beaches and it's it's down to a dedicated few locals to go down and clear it all up which is yeah. no such a shame isn't it when it's such a beautiful environment that people have to spoil it by not taking home what they arrived on the beach with in the first place which no. just doesn't heat with me i just can't work that one out but. and I, th I think they think that it's okay because somebody's going to clear it up yeah and they have no concept of or very little concept of it actually going into the sea and what damage it does yeah it's out of sight out of mind i mean if you go for a walk in a woodland and you see litter lying around you can see you know you see it but the moment it's in the water the moment it's in a river or in the ocean it's just disappeared you just people just don't get it do they no. um no we're surrounded by images and videos of of plastic in in the oceans and people diving through seas of plastic somehow it, the penny just hasn't dropped yet has it so um, no. We'll keep on fighting. We need to just keep on telling people. So, Absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, when we do get back into the water, just as a thought, I keep dreaming of it. What's your favourite kind of diving? What's your, <laughs> your favourite kind of places to go? Oh, that's so difficult. Um, I mean, how do you compare 
you know, it's sort of chilled out hour on a coral reef, just sort of floating and drifting with the tide to, um, you know, a one-to-one -one encounter with a grey seal in the Farne Islands. I mean, it's Absolutely. just... I think I do I do really enjoy those animal encounter moments um, I think because they're so special they're so unusual and so unpredictable there's nothing you can do before you hit the water there's nothing you can do to engineer an encounter with a friendly dolphin or with a seal or a manta ray or something like that you know you just you don't know if it's going to happen and you don't know how it, how you're going to react and how that creature is going to react to you and that makes it even more special so I think when especially when a, when a really intelligent social mammal comes up to you and approaches you and actually clearly wants to interact with you. If you look a, a seal in the eye, you know, it's, it's looking at you and it's almost willing you to, to play with it. And that's not anthropomorphizing at all. You know, if anybody, you know, you know what it's like, you know, they're just, they're looking at you going, right, okay, what should we do next? Where should we go? <laughs> what happens if I pull this? What does this bit do? You know, why have you got these on your feet? It's just so much fun. And I become a real child, an absolute kid in the water. I've got a smile on my face. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling to myself and, uh, you know, it just especially when we're filming i just don't even care sometimes i just think well if you want to film this it's fine but i'm just going to go and have fun with the seals so i think those sort of dives are just the best absolutely the best dives like that where you just don't want to get out of the water you know you, your gauge says 50 bar and you think i know but i want to stay in a bit longer <laughs> so you do um so i think and and you don't have to go abroad to have those sort of encounters no. as well i think People have heard me say this a million times before, but what I love about the UK is that you can have some of the most memorable dives with really big charismatic megafauna. Some of the best animal encounters I've ever had in my life have been here in the UK. So not traveling across the globe. Um, obviously, you know, it's amazing swimming with a whale shark or a manta ray or something, but um, what we have here is really special. Um, and just spending time in the water with an animal and and not pushing it not trying to chase after it just almost waiting and and you 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 dive like this i know you're very very sympathetic you won't chase things you won't you just will sit and watch and you're watching that animal's behavior and working out if it's interested in you trying to predict what it's doing and it's patient it's not um, I think very much in, in our lives today, we want everything. We want it now. You know, we want to press a button and receive a reward. And actually, I love that dive where you just, it's just peaceful, calm. Time seems to stand still. And yeah, you just wait for something to happen if it does. Do watch um, The Octopus, my teacher. I'm going to watch it, it tonight. Now you said. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just everything you've been talking about. Yeah. Miranda, it's been lovely to see you and um, thanks for taking time to talk to us. Yeah. I hope we get to dive together sometime soon. Absolutely. All right, well, you take care now. Will do. Take care, you. Bye. Bye. Bye.